The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. If you are listening to this episode the day that it goes live, well, then happy February. Happy February 1st, and welcome to a brand new month, the month of love, if you will. And I'm actually very, very excited for February, not because I love like ooey gooey, mushy, lovey nonsense. I mean, I guess every girl does a little bit, but like, I I mean, I don't care for that. I care for February as a month of self-care, self-love, self-appreciation. And I want every single one of us guys to make February the month of you. So yes, even if you have a significant other or boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, whoever it is, like you can still take care of them. We can still celebrate Valentine's Day. We can be ooey gooey, mushy, lovey, fine. But also can we please, for the love of God, put people pleasing and others before us. Can we put that in the past? Can we leave that in January? Perhaps even leave it back in 2023? Like February needs to be, I'm demanding it to be, commanding February as the month of us. And I say us because I am always right there alongside you with everything that I talk about. It's experiences I'm going through personally or goals that I have personally. And like, we're all in this together. So February is the month of you. And with the start of February, day one being today, I have decided to go ahead and create the Choose You Challenge. Choose You Challenge, the CYC. You know, I love an acronym. And the whole purpose of this challenge is to push a little bit of that extra self-care. And we're going to talk a lot about what self-care means and kind of how to do that, how to put yourself first. But I want to kind of just start off by saying I'm not a believer in the self-care as a mechanism to allow yourself to sit back, allow yourself to be a little lazy, allow yourself the day off. To me, I I don't call that self-care. Rest is rest. It's a necessity. Taking the day off when we're sick, that's a necessity. Those aren't forms of self-care. Self-care to me, self-love to me comes more so from a place of self-respect, meaning you respect yourself enough to ask more of you. You respect yourself enough to push when you know you can push, to, you know, reach goals and, and set goals that are bigger than you thought possible. Like believing so much so in yourself that you do whatever it is that you're capable of every single day. You stretch the limits of what's possible because you have that confidence. You show up every single day with your head held high. You, you know, make the promises to yourself and you follow through. You keep those promises. That to me is self-care. And when we're doing that, we're approaching self-care in that regard, we start to look a little bit better. We feel a little bit better. We have better confidence. Our abilities get a little bit stronger. And then, hey, yes, we do probably stop becoming such a people pleaser. And we're going to dive into that for today, but choose you challenge. So going live today, this challenge is hosted inside of my app power. If you are not a member already, go ahead and get your booty in there. I don't know what in the heck you're waiting for, but this challenge will go live inside of my app and it is 29 days, the 29 days of February with 29 specific tasks that force you to show up just a little bit more. And I'm not talking task as in, you know, completely rework the inner, you know, thinkings and creations of your brain to create this new form of you, you know, task number one. No, no, no. This challenge is about the little things. This challenge is about making the promise and keeping it, following through, building that confidence in you that when you say you're going to do something, you do it. 
And every single task for this challenge, I have hand selected by me, right, to be able to do exactly that. And the point being with a lot of these things, they're very easy to brush off. They're very easy to say, eh, I'll do it later. Eh, what's the difference if I hit that step goal or not? Eh, what's the difference if I blank? But when you continuously allow yourself that out uh, with the little things, guess what? That bleeds into the big things. That bleeds into why we're not reaching the goals that we have or why we feel the way we feel. And we maybe don't have that confidence or we're letting others kind of walk all over us. It comes down to how you execute on the small things. So the Choose You Challenge is about exactly that. And it is meant to be done alongside your fitness journey. This challenge is not specific workouts. This challenge is not, you know, hit this certain macro target for these next 29 days. We're doing that stuff anyway, right? We're taking care of ourselves in our health and fitness journey. And you're using power. You're using my app to do exactly that. So you now have access to all of those things in addition to this challenge as well. So every day we'll have a specific task for you to complete, some big, some small, some mental, some physical. Uh, some of them may be a little bit, you know, demanding. Others will be very, very simple. But the point is that you follow through. And yes, there will be a winner chosen and prizes awarded for those of you who are following through, who are engaging with these tasks, who are showing up and completing them and building that momentum in your own journey, building that momentum for February where you're okay saying yes to you. You're okay saying no to something that doesn't serve you. You're okay putting others, you know, at number two instead of number one. This challenge is all about taking care of you. So you can find that challenge inside of my app. You can go ahead and do a seven-day free trial of my app. And I highly re recommend that you do. I want you to make sure that you like it, you enjoy it, you can use all the features, you, you, you're in the right space. And then after that seven-day free trial, the app is going to be $14.99 a month or $99.99 for the year if you do that annual subscription, which does kind of break down to about $8.33 a day. So you'll have access to the Choose You Challenge. You'll have access to the dozens of workouts in there, the different workout programs, beginner, intermediate, advanced, my personal workouts, nutrition, recipes. The great thing about the app is you're not buying a workout program. You're buying into something that's continuously growing and improving and you know being added to on a very regular basis. The Choose You Challenge is just a small piece of that for the month of February, but I'm very excited to do this right alongside of you and really hold myself to the standards that I know I, I have, the expectations I, I know I can meet, but having that guidance, that accountability, that a little bit of an extra push from a community of women doing it alongside me, that's going to make me show up just a little bit more. So the CYC goes live today. I will put the link to go ahead and join in on that challenge in the description of today's episode. You can go ahead and get started there and join us in making the month of February about us. Now, I thought it was really important with the start of the Choose You Challenge and the whole month of February being dedicated to choosing us and self-care and you that we talked a little bit more about how the heck you're going to stop being such a people pleaser. Okay, how we are going to break some of those habits, some of those thought patterns and what we can do to eliminate this from our daily actions or weekly actions because I I've been there. I've absolutely been there. I think, honestly, most people, at least the people that I talk to, my audience, if you will, we can relate. Why? Because we care. Okay, we care. We care about other people. We care about the needs of other people. We care what other people think of us. I can wholeheartedly say I am not that person who just doesn't care what others think. I, I'm not. I'm not. I am an Enneagram three through and through, which means I get a lot of my confidence and lack thereof from the perceptions of the people around me. It's something that I'm always working on, but I'm very aware of too. 
You know what I mean? I'm not going to be, you know, the first person at, at the wedding out on the dance floor, like busting a move because it's just fun and I'm doing me and who cares what others think? Uh -uh. That ain't me. That ain't me. I'll jump in when there's like, you know, 10 to 15 people on the dance floor and I'll bust a move. But like, I will not be the first person out there. That's just not who I am. So when it comes to people pleasing, I am no stranger to these actions. And it is something that I continuously am working on. I would say I've gotten so much better with this. And I want to give you guys the tools and resources that I have used and tricks that I have used for myself to improve. So that if you do find yourself in the habit of constantly people pleasing, constantly saying yes to others, constantly putting yourself last, you can use some of these tools to kind of navigate your waters a little bit as well. So with that kind of being said, what is people pleasing? Um, I think it's an expression that is used pretty commonly, but if you're like, I don't really know what that is, people pleasing is as it sounds. You are doing things for the likes of others. And a lot of times why this becomes an issue, because at surface, that sounds great, right? Like I'm doing things so that other people are happy. That's awesome. You're generating that happiness. A lot of times it comes at the cost of doing what's best for you. And that's when people pleasing becomes sort of this toxic relationship where others are put before you, your needs are always kind of shut down, or you just have this, you know, innate desire to make everybody else around you happy, even if it means letting them walk all over you. And like, that's when we start to run into these issues. And especially with health and fitness, especially with health and fitness, I hear this all of the time. I lived through it myself. When you're so concerned about what others are thinking and perceiving and, you know, saying about you and your journey and your progress it takes a freaking toll on you. And a lot of times it makes fitness not fun and not enjoyable until you kind of get to a point where you either just kind of fizzle out or you point blank quit because you're just so tired of hearing the crap from everybody else. So we can people please, right? We can make others happy. We can do other things for others. We can, we can do random acts of kindness. We can be that person. We still should be that person, but we don't need to do it to the extent of and at the cost of our own happiness, success, confidence, you fill in the blank. So I struggled the most with this truly through, I would say college was like the worst of it. High school, maybe a little bit, but like, honestly, I mean, I look back on high school and I'm like, I don't really remember doing much outside of like school and practice, school and practice, school and practice. High school was nuts. Like you go to school from what, like 7, 7.30 in the morning, probably like 7 a.m. you get there. And then you're out. I think we were out by like 2.33 maybe. I don't know, something like that. I would have to leave school. I was like 10 minutes away. So leave school at, let's say 2.45, be home by 3. I had practice at 3.30. So it was like run in the door, get changed, grab my shit, eat something as I'm like running back out the door, eat on the way to practice. And I'm at practice from... 3.30 to 7 or 7.30 every single day. And then come home, shower, eat, homework, go to bed. So weekdays were like, there was no option to people. Like, there was nothing I could say yes to because like I had practice, I had obligations. So really I dealt with a lot of this in college when, I mean, my schedule wasn't much more freeing <laughs> as a division one athlete, but you do have obviously more flexibility in your days and your weeks. I mean, you're going out, you've got, I had my friends, my teammates, like to me, I was surrounded by a lot more of that, I guess, social pressure, um, if you will, while I was in college compared to while I was in high school. So being on a team, being on the gymnastics team, the University of Maryland, I love, 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 love every single one of my teammates that I spent the time with, that I got to know. Like I have zero negative to say about anything there, which is, I'm very fortunate for that experience. But I do recall quite a bit of probably more so my freshman, sophomore year, uh, people pleasing the heck out of everybody. Why? Because you're a freshman. You're a freshman. If the seniors on the team want to go do something, you're doing it. If the seniors on the team say we're going out here, you're going. If the seniors on the team say this is what we're doing for Tuesday night, like you're doing it. 
period. At least that's the way that my brain worked, right? Especially as a freshman, you're trying to fit in, trying to prove yourself. You're trying to get others to like you. I mean, you're not going to go against the grain. Um, so I dealt a lot with it in college. And at first it was fine and good and who cares. And then I started to get really drained by the fact that I was in situations, maybe we were out at the bar, maybe we were, I don't know, going somewhere for dinner, maybe we were just plans were being made and I'd find myself in the plans, like in the middle of the moment being like, why the fuck am I here? Like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even want to be here. I'm cold. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'd rather be in my bed, like whatever it was, big or small. And I kept getting into these situations where I'm like, damn, I'm miserable right now. Like, yeah. And I'd look around and it seemed like everybody else was having a fun time. And that's not to say that happened every time, but there was a lot of instances where I'm just like, what am I doing? Why did I say yes to this? Why did I agree to this? Why am I here? Uh, so if that's you and you feel like, holy shit, I'm in that position every weekend when all of your girlfriends ask you to go out or you guys are bar hopping or you're, you know, making plans to do this. And you're just like, I just don't want to do that. But you say yes and you go and you're not happy to be there, but you pretend to be happy to be there. And then what happens in fitness, we don't do so hot on our nutrition. And then we miss our workout for that day. And we order this instead of that because so-and-so brought something up. And you then find yourself in these situations where you're kind of at, in a conflict with what you want to do right over here and what others want you to do over here. And I want you to put your two fists together and push real hard, right? What's going to happen? Neither one's going to budge. Now, what happens when you, my friend over here, are lacking a little bit of self-confidence? You're lacking a little bit of, you know, you have a little bit of insecurity there, or you're setting these goals and expectations for yourself, but you're not really sure why you are. What tends to happen when those fists are pushing up against each other, all of a sudden the one with everybody else on this side starts pushing back and pushing back harder. And your fist, your arm starts going the opposite direction. And your choices in that moment start adhering more so to what others want you to do, what others are interested in having you do, what others are, are excited for, and you start giving in on what you may want or you think that you want. It's not a comfortable spot to be in. And big or small, I think that this happens a lot, especially to women, especially in situations where you're trying to make new friends or you're in a new area or whatever it is. So to some extent, like you got to say yes and do some things you don't want to do. But long term, this should not be your approach to life, right? We are not doormats, you guys. We are human beings with people and needs and goals and things that we want to do. So we got to push back. We got to push back. If you are saying yes to everyone else and everything else around you, you are by proxy saying no to you. There is no way to say yes to both. Unless those are the goals and the actions and it aligns perfectly, fantastic. Fantastic. But you have to get there. We're going to touch on that a little bit. But overall, it doesn't feel good. Right? It doesn't feel good to be constantly letting yourself down. It doesn't feel good to be saying yes to these situations moments later to be like, why did I agree to that? Why did I say I would go here? Why would I blank, blank, blank? It doesn't feel good. And, you know, I, I'm no psychologist. I can't tell you the inner workings of the brain and why you may have that innate desire to make others happy and put others before you. But we're going to talk through, you know, how to improve on these things. And I say improve and not solve because I do still struggle from time to time. I think as we all do, we're not perfect and we're not trying to be perfect. But I think at least in part being a people pleaser, if that's what you kind of term, like coin yourself as and, and label yourself as, I think it stems at least a little bit from a lack of confidence or a lack of security in yourself, in yourself. And that's a hard pill to swallow. That's a, one of those like look in the mirror type situations where you're like, oh, you know, it's not everybody else. It's me. You know, it's not so-and-so. 
it's me. It's my actions. It's my choices. And taking responsibility for said actions and choices is much, much harder to do than saying, well, I always get invited out for drinks. You know, it was my best friend's birthday. How could I have said no? right? We're putting it on other people. We're putting it on other people. And you're taking that blame and that responsibility and you're chucking it across the room and saying, well, it's on her. She invited me there. You know, of course I went overboard on drinks or food or missed my workout or was super hungover for three days. Like it's because she blank. No, it's because you blank. It's because you made a choice. And by saying yes to her, saying yes to Sally's birthday dinner, you decided you're going, you decided what you were eating, what you were drinking. And if you're having trouble with that distinction, you're having trouble looking in the mirror and saying, wow, it really is me. Again, I think it comes a lot back to the confidence and the security in yourself. When you are so used to breaking promises that you make to yourself, You're so used to it. Every week you tell yourself, you're going to go to the gym on Monday and you don't go. You're going to eat healthier this week and you don't do it. You're going to set those boundaries at work and then you're there till 9 p.m. Like you do this all of the time, big or small. And then you're in a social situation where someone applies even an ounce of pressure. What do you mean you're not getting another drink? What do you mean you're going to do that? Of course you're going to order the salad. An ounce of pressure. You immediately cave because, oh, that's what you're used to doing anyway. You're used to doing that in your own head. So someone's vocalizing it. Someone's speaking those words out loud. You're going to shell back into, okay, never mind. Yep, you're right. I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever. You know, maybe not in those exact words, but you're going to be very, very apt to people pleasing and saying yes to those people because you're doing it anyway for yourself. You're breaking those promises no matter what. Okay. You, You can't keep doing that. You can't keep telling yourself one thing and doing something else and expecting to have any sort of confidence, any sort of, I don't want to say self-respect because I don't, I think that takes it a little bit far, but you get what I mean in, in that regard, as far as you're not taking care of you, right? You wouldn't break a promise to your best friend every single fucking day. How long would that friendship last? I would argue not very long. How long would she, you know, be your right hand, your go-to if you're like constantly letting her down? Eventually she's going to look at you and be like, what in the fuck is going on? You can't follow through on anything. You missed plans today. You missed plans last week. You told me you were going to hand me this. You gave me that. Like, it's going to be a shitty situation. But when we're doing it to ourselves, there's no voice on the other end to hold you accountable. There's no conversation that is inevitably happening because it's just you. And you don't realize how often you're doing this until you purposely reflect. And most of us do none of that. Why? Because it's hard. Why would any of us want to look in the mirror and be like, you are being a distrustful piece of shit this week? Like, realistically speaking, unless we are David Goggins, we're not doing that. Can we do it? Sure. I'm not opposed to doing that. I'm I'm definitely not opposed to a little tough love. But at the end of the day, you have to recognize the patterns that you're forming and why they are forming. Maybe the, the promises that you make don't actually matter to you. Maybe you're, you're setting a goal for some random reason that actually holds no weight, right? That, that was a big thing I struggled with for a long time with like, I think I really got into it with like a morning routine for a while. I just kept seeing people's morning routines of like journaling and meditating and stretching and drinking this and doing that and doing, and I tried so hard to do it too, but I didn't really know why. And because I didn't really know why, and I didn't really care to figure out why, I just was doing it to do it because it was like a cool thing to do. I didn't follow through. It wasn't until I figured out exactly why I was setting the goals that I'm setting that I was able to follow through on them a little bit more. It's kind of like studying in school, right? If you're in like a biology class or an anatomy class, I know this is the way that my brain works. Hopefully yours does as well. When you're learning something, you can A, memorize it, right? Point blank, memorize it. Or B, you could understand it. 
And in my opinion, in my experience, if you understand a concept, you are 99% more likely to correctly remember it and apply it. And that application actually takes your memory a step further. If you memorize like X plus Y equals blank, like, okay, cool, we remember it. But then the quiz, you know, asks you X plus Z equals, and you're like, oh, shit, because you don't understand the principle, the concept of addition. You just remember a fact. So this is a long tangent to say your goals need to matter to you. Otherwise, when someone puts a little bit of pressure behind breaking that goal, you shatter. You shatter into a million little pieces. I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm doing dry January. I'm getting my shit together. I don't want to be hungover again this weekend. Someone applies a tiny bit of pressure. All of a sudden we're drinking. And it's because like, hey, did that goal really matter to you? Or is it just like, oh, I know I should be cutting back. Do you understand why? Do you understand how much? Like you can't just say it, expect to follow through, and then you break the promise, break the promise, break the promise. And it's very easy to then continuously allow people to just push you in whatever direction their wind blows. And we're not doing that anymore. Okay. So we need to build confidence in ourselves first. Confidence in you, confidence in your choices, confidence in what you want. And that is the fundamental foundation to stop your people-pleasing tendencies. You have to be okay with choosing you. You have to. And a lot of times that means saying no to others. Saying no to what they want. And it is it is okay to put people before you, but there is a time and a place for that. And in my opinion, it has to be an on and an off switch. Not an on and now it's always on switch for the rest of forever. Because when that switch is on, you're catering to the needs of every other person, helping them maybe achieve their goals and what they're doing and their desires. And you are left standing exactly where you are. And people are great. could be your best friend, but she has no idea how impactful and how harmful that could be for you. So you need to advocate for you. You need to be okay with standing up for you. And that is the only way we can start to break some of these people-pleasing tendencies. I also want to apply this concept to just, I guess, others around you. And I I want you to kind of visualize maybe it's your uh, friend group, maybe it's family, maybe whoever you kind of spend your time with, whoever you can identify as like, I am bowing down to the needs of blank. And it could be a multiple people. It doesn't have to be one individual. It could even be your boss. You know what I mean? Like whoever this person is or this group of people is, visualize this. Okay, visualize this, this situation. When you are with them, for whatever the needs are. Maybe you guys are going out to dinner. Let's use that as, as kind of just the example for right now because it does happen a lot. We get invited out with our girlfriends. We get invited out with our friends. And all of a sudden, all of your healthy habits go straight out the window because someone said something and you're like, shit, I got to just order whatever she wants and I got to get another round of drinks for God knows what reason. I don't know. But let's say we're all at dinner. Everyone else around you is not changing their behaviors for you So why do you need to change your behaviors for them? If you are trying to be the health queen of 2024, the health queen of February, and that to you means making a protein forward decision at dinner, right? Let's go very specific here. That is a goal that you've set. Maybe you're working with your coach. You guys are trying to eat a little bit more protein because you want to build lean muscle mass. You want to decrease your body fat percentage. You know you're less likely to overdo it at dinner if you're eating some sort of protein. So like that is the goal. I got to eat more protein at dinner. And then we got your friend Sally 
who's out to dinner, has got none of those kinds of goals, doesn't matter to her one bit, to each their own. She gives no shits about protein, not on a fitness journey, is just simply out to dinner. And all she has been talking about all week is how delicious the fettuccine Alfredo is at this place. It's an Italian spot, and you're like, oh my God. She's been ranting about it all week. She cannot wait to order her fettuccine Alfredo. When you guys get to the restaurant and you sit down, and the waiter comes around, oh, what can I get you? And Sally says, oh, the fettuccine Alfredo. Is your response going to be, oh, of course you're getting that. Of course you're ordering the pasta. One, probably the hell not. Holy rude. I hope that would never come out of your mouth. Two, is Sally then going to say, oh, you're right. I'll order the salad with grilled chicken instead. Would that situation happen? I'm going to argue no. I'm going to argue that Sally is going to order her fettuccine Alfredo because that's exactly what she wants. It's higher in carbs. It's higher in fat. It's a a delicious choice, but it's not the most health conscious. She's going to order it because that's what she wants to do for her. Okay. Then the waiter keeps going around the table, gets to you. And you say, I'm going to have the grilled salmon with a side of asparagus because you get to pick your side. And if you could cook that in light oil, that would be great. And Sally, this situation, tell me if that's going to happen. It goes, oh, of course Deanna's eating the salmon. It's so healthy. It's so annoying. Why? Why is that an okay situation? And then to follow that up, because I have done this many a times and I don't know why, but we all do it. I say, ah, oh, shit, you're right. Okay. All right. Actually, no, you know what? Instead, I'll just, I'll just have the fettuccine Alfredo too. And Sally goes, yes sweet. I'm so excited. You're going to love it. It's such a good dish. And it's just so creamy and so buttery. And like, oh my gosh, it's my favorite thing ever. And you say, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have that. And the waiter keeps walking, whatever. And you then get your fettuccine Alfredo, which is 0% what you wanted. 0% the goal that you had. 0% the mission you went into dinner with is I'm going to order a high protein dinner. Why? Or maybe even before you ordered, everyone's going around the table. You're talking about what you're going to get and everything. And you say that. And then Sally puts up that same argument and pushes you a little bit and applies a little bit of that pressure. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to face someone and say, nope, this is actually what I'm going to get. It's so much easier to just back down, especially if you're like me, you hate controversy, you hate confrontation. And yeah, I would honestly rather just roll over and let everybody do what they got to do. And I will just, you know, pick up the pieces after the fact. That's how I've always been. And it's taken me a very long time to realize like that ain't right. That's not okay. Sally's not catering to the whims of what you want. You don't need to bend backwards for what she wants. And if it's making her uncomfortable that you've decided to order the grilled salmon with asparagus, light oil, then that is on Sally. So people-pleasing tendencies, I think at the core, come down to if you are confident enough in the choices that you're making and who you are, who what your core values are. Because nine times out of 10 in my past, if that was the situation I was in, shit, I'd roll right over. I'd get that fettuccine Alfredo and I'd eat every last bite of it. Why? Because it's fucking delicious. Like (laughs) no questions asked there. It's great. It's delicious. I would eat every bite of it. And then I'd go home and say, I'm so beyond full. I'm so stuffed. I'm upset with myself because I didn't get what I wanted to get. And now I don't feel so great. Maybe my stomach's hurting a little bit. I got to talk to my coach. I got to tell them I didn't follow through. All because Sally decided to what? Apply a little bit of that pressure. She didn't change her order for you. You do not need to change your order for her. You saying yes to Sally and the fettuccine Alfredo does nothing in that situation except hurt you. She doesn't actually care. People don't actually care. 
again, very specific situation, but you guys get it. Hopefully can apply this to, to much broad stroke thing. You and your goals and being confident enough in your ability to say, no, actually I am going to get the salmon. And that's it. That's it. Look her right in the eyes. That's it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be weird. And your instinct response is going to be, oh shit, why did I say that? It's going to feel so much better after the fact when she says, oh, okay, whatever. And you're like, what? What? We put these huge walls up, these huge expectations, I guess, when it comes to people pleasing others that you think like you have to do with that. If you were to say no, like the world would end and then, you know, we'd be flipped upside down and it would be like this crazy. And 99% of the time when we do say no, or we do stand up for ourselves, or we don't go along with what other people are wanting to do, it's really not that big of a deal. It's really not. But in our heads, it's monumental. So cross that bridge for the first time, recognize it's going to be a little uncomfortable, and then sit in the end result. I guarantee that the discomfort of that few moments is the worst part of the whole thing. Then you get to feel better. You're confident in the choices you made. You build your own self-confidence by saying, shit, I really did that. I really did that. And even, even if it could be in a situation at work when your boss is constantly making you stay late, stay late, stay late, stay late, it is not part of your work expectations. And maybe you're okay doing it for some time. And now it's starting to bleed into like your time with your kids, like setting that boundary when she says, oh, I need you to stay late tonight. And you say, actually, I can't. And wait and pause. It's going to be uncomfortable. She's going to look twice at you because why? She's always used to you rolling over and doing what she needs you to do. So expect that little bit of friction at first. And now that you've set that boundary, every time she asks or maybe she doesn't ask anymore, it's a whole lot easier. It's the first time that I always think is the hardest, if you will. But until you can master the art of being confident enough in why you're saying what you're saying, right? If you're told to order the salmon and you really don't want the fucking salmon at all, it's not what you want. You're not interested in it. All you do want is the fettuccine Alfredo. And then Sally says, why don't you just get that? You're going to say, oh, yeah, you're right. I'll just get that. It sounds way better, right? If you don't know why you're making the choice that you're making or why you're standing up for the goal that you have, you're going to cave. You're going to cave and you're going to cave. But if we can get really firm on the choices we're making and the why behind it, you're 10 times more likely to stay firm in that choice. So a couple tangible steps for you guys to take out of this episode, because I always want you to learn something that you can directly apply. Some of these bigger concepts may be like, oh, you know, that doesn't really fit me. You're like, okay, well, what does that actually look like in practice? Fitness is the same thing. If I get on here every week and I'm just talking about progressive overload and periodization in your cycle training and making sure that your macronutrients are at a correct percentage for your overall well-being, like none of that shit would apply. You'd be like, uh, uh, okay, you know why? Because I've listened to podcasts where I'm like, uh, right? I didn't really learn much of anything. Or maybe you did, but you're like waiting for the individual on the show to like actually say what's going to be helpful. I was doing the same thing. I was listening to a gut health podcast as I always do pretty much like five a week at this point. And they were talking about like how to uh, increase your stomach acidity and basically like bring up your stomach acid so that like your food digests a little bit better. Very, very specific topic. And it was so surface level where like the, what she was talking about, I actually, like I couldn't apply any of it. So like I learned a lot about like stomach pH, but I'm like, okay, ma'am, what do I need to do? And that to me is very frustrating. I'm not trying to gatekeep anything around here. I don't know why people do that. Like if I'm giving you information, I'm giving it to the hundred percent best of my knowledge. And again, application. So how to break the people pleasing cycle. Some of this I've already kind of touched on, but you got to take care of you. You really, really do because people will recognize that. And there's certain individuals in life that are always just going to be attack dogs. 
right? They're always going to be that pit bull who goes straight for what they want. They're super blunt. They're super direct and they can smell your shit a mile away, right? They know you're ready to roll over the second that they say anything and like they'll take advantage of it. It's unfortunate, but it's true. There are absolutely people and I've encountered many of them even through college where it's like they will bulldoze right over you. So you better stand your ground. You better stand your ground. The only way you can stand your ground is by taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself. The reason I had such a hard time saying, no, I don't want to go out on a Tuesday night. I'm freaking exhausted and my body is killing me. The reason I'd had such a hard time saying no to that was because I was so scared of other people. I was so scared to cause any friction or people say, D, why isn't D going out? Like, I just, I didn't want any of that. I just wanted everyone to be happy and make, I make the right decision and everyone's good with the choice that I made. And and now I'm at a point in my journey where I'm so confident in myself, in my path, in my wants, my needs, my, my goals out of life that like, if that were ever a kid situation, like, I'm just going to straight up say no. Like, I just don't, I don't care, but I had to build my confidence. Not that I wasn't confident back then, but in comparison to where I'm at now, I was very lost in the sauce, right? I felt very just, I guess, intimidated by the people around me because I wasn't very confident in what I had and what I could bring to the table. So it was very easy for me to just fall in line with what everybody else was doing. So until you take care of you, you follow through on the promises, you do the choose you challenge with me. And I highly recommend that you do because that'll help a lot with many of these topics that I'm talking about following through on those promises and commitments on a regular basis. You may say, D, what in the hell does it matter if I, you know, follow through on, on, on challenge day six in the for you, in the choose you challenge? Like why, why would that matter? It doesn't, right? Day six of the choose you challenge has absolutely no bearing on you as a whole and your people pleasing. But if you follow along day one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, 15, 16, 28, 29, you're now 29 days in to waking up making a choice, following through, and not letting anything else in your day deter you from getting that shit done. And that, my friends, will make a difference. So 29 days of it will matter, will matter. And we got to do that first. Number two, you got to be a little selfish. And time and a place here, like I said, if you're a mom of three and like your kids are going to come first, they are. Some situations we need to still put you first, like time and a place. You have to have that on and off switch, but be okay being a little selfish. I think that's the most uncomfortable piece of like stopping the people pleasing is like you have to really care more about you. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to be conceited. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. You're not. You're not. And I'm here to tell you that, like, you are not selfish for saying, I don't want to go out for drinks tonight. I'd rather just get a good night's sleep. That's not selfish. That's just what you would prefer doing, just like the person who invited you would prefer going to get drinks. So unless you're both in mutual agreement, one of you has to cave. My question is, why does it always have to be you? Right? We can let the other people in our lives cave a little bit sometimes too. They can have a little bit of give because for most of us who are people pleasers, we've always had all of the give. We've always caved. And we don't have to keep doing that. Next one is going to be setting those boundaries and starting small with this. Please, for no one out there, listen to this podcast and all of a sudden tomorrow you are a blunt bitch with everybody in your life. It's not going to go over well. It isn't. Not with your friends, not with your family, not with your boss. Like that is not the advice that I'm giving here. Start small with setting those boundaries. And again, it could even be a boundary you set with yourself. You set a boundary of I'm going to have one drink when I go out this weekend. Follow through on that. Right? Nobody really needs to know about it unless you care to communicate that, but it's a boundary that you've set for you. Something small, right? We're not going from, you know, I'm having 10 drinks every night to I'm never going to drink again, but maybe you have three to four and the goal for the boundary is to have one, right? That's a small thing you can 
set you can apply, you can follow through on and then build that confidence and saying, huh, I really can do this. Or maybe it is a boundary at work where you're working till eight, nine o'clock every single night for no good reason, right? And it's an every week kind of thing. And it's like, okay, we got to set a boundary. And instead of saying, I'm leaving at the office at 5 p.m. sharp, no questions asked, like maybe we're not staying till eight, nine, we kind of set that boundary at seven and we start small. And we do that for a few weeks and then maybe we dial it back to like 6.30, right? And then we're kind of leaving at more of a normal time, whatever your boundary is. And we all have one. We all have something or someone in our lives that we allow to just push it a little too far. And I know sometimes that's an uncomfortable situation at work because you're not going to push back uh, when it comes to your boss in a conversation you're having, but you can recognize when it is just an every week occurrence and they're fully taking advantage of you because you are people pleasing and you would rather say, sure, I'll stay again tonight than cause any friction at all. So set boundaries and start small. And a lot of times those do come down to just communicating those boundaries. Again, practice here is going to be very helpful. Next one is going to be practice saying no with no explanation. No is a complete sentence. I listened to an Andy Frisella podcast not too long ago, and he did a whole, you know, piece on this and I was cracking up. It was, it was, but it was very real. It was very real. And no can be a full sentence. No, period. Hey, do you want to go out tonight? No. There is no, uh, no, but I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Or no, but like, let's do it next week. No, I've got to do da, 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 make up some bullshit. You don't need to do any of that. You can just say no. You can say no to plans. You can say no to expectations. You can say no to anything that doesn't serve you and your goals to an extent, right? We're not just going to be selfish pieces of shit all the time, right? Like to an extent, but you can say no. And especially if it's a repetitive act that you constantly are finding yourself doing that you don't truly don't want to do, but it has just become so routine. Everyone expects it of you. It's kind of like, mm, okay, we got to draw that line. We're not just helping out. We're not just being like lending a hand. We're being taken advantage of because we are people pleasing a little bit too much. And now it's taking a toll on you and your well-being. And that's where the line gets drawn. If it's taking a toll on you and your well-being, we are over on the other side. We got to reel it back in. So practice saying no with no explanation. Do this first with the people you've got like good relationships with. You know what I mean? Like if you've got a friend who you're kind of like on edge a little bit with, this is probably not the, the, the tip to break out first thing with her. But like, I don't know, you and your boyfriend, you guys are great. You're in a great relationship, healthy relationship. You feel great. He's like, hey, uh, I really want to go see blah, 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 scary movie tonight. I don't know about you. I hate scary movies. I hate them so much. They scare the shit out of me for like months on end. Um, but they say, hey, I really want to go see this horror, you know, bloody screamy fest tomorrow, 6 p.m. Let's do it. No. He's going to turn around and be like, what? Huh? What do you? No. And it kind of just ends there. Again, practice this thing. Uh, maybe with him, you know, you could say, I really just hate scary movies for the 99th time. I have to remind Zach of this. I swear every week because he loves scary movies. And I'm like, go find a friend, bro. Go find a friend and ask them because your girl is out. I will sit in the theater with my eyes closed and earphones and their headphones in the whole time. I hate it. But practice saying no with no explanation. And last but not least, a little bit more of that broad stroke, but kind of a re recurring message here in today's episode. Figure out who the hell you are and what the hell you want. And if there's one thing that you can pull from this podcast, it's, it's that. You have to start there. Who you are and what you want. Because until then, there's very little that you will be certain of with your decision making. Because that's also a factor of people pleasing is like you're not making decisions. You're kind of letting others make decisions for you and then you're just going along with them. 
which is not great. But if you don't have any whereabouts to who you are or what you want, it's incredibly easy to let others make decisions for you. It's, it's in fact, it's easier than having to decide for yourself. So figure it out, figure out the direction you want to go and why you care to go in that direction. Not because it's cool, not because something on social media said that, or, you know, your, your mom one time told you this and that's what you're kind of following. Like, who are you and what do you want? Start there, execute on some of these steps, practice it over time. And don't forget to choose you. February is the month of self-care, self-love, self-respect. And by doing this for 29 days, I can guarantee you will come out of this month saying, wow, that felt good. (laughs) It felt good to feel good. It felt good to pick me for once instead of everybody else. Now, couple that with the Choose You Challenge. I really hope that you guys are all joining in with me. I'm super stoked for it. I want you to feel your absolute best on February 29th. You're following through on the challenge. You're following through on the workouts in the app. You start crushing your nutrition and little by little, the pieces just start to make sense. They start to make sense and it starts small and it has to build, but let's make February 1st the day that momentum starts to roll. Okay, so happy February to each of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can catch the link to join in on that challenge in the description of today's episode and I will catch you guys inside of power.